0: Oh, welcome everybody, it's time for podcast with Paul Oh look, it's great, we can learn more of our social skills We can get attuned to our own feelings We might even get attuned to the feelings of others life, <laughs> Wouldn't be great like to know how to you, deal with all these difficult people that come into our heart, life? I certainly like to You know, those difficult you people who mess with your know know head <laughs> They tend to block your enjoyment in life I just like to learn to be free and happy and just to be. I'm sure you do too. Who wants complainers? Who wants show offs? Who wants drama queens? Who wants self promoters? No, we want fun. We want healthy relationships. Hey, you can have them. They're yours to have because you deserve them. How do we get them? It's Podcast with Paul. Welcome, everybody. Thank you listeners for staying with us. Uh, We're going to hear some more from the great man Donald Dickey in episode three. Uh, He talks more about his uh, time in the AFL with the great Port Adelaide. Welcome to episode three everybody. Uh, Tell us about the feeling of, I don't know maybe you can't remember but what was it like when you first went out there in the crowd and you felt that energy in the Oh, God, i I better perform today. <laughs> yeah, it
1: was, it, it was surreal, really. I mean, I was playing for Riverton, Saddleworth, Maribel. Twelve months later, I'm on an AFL list, and that's how it happened. Yeah, how could you 12 uh, months crazy, but I am a determined person, and just to play for Nord, I went out and was running up quarries, making myself as fit as I could to give myself every chance to play for Nord. And then when I got recruited to Port Power... I just translated that further again, but even a higher level. So it was, it was interesting, the, the day of the game, we're on the bus to the ground, to the MCG. We were playing Collingwood in our very first game and everyone's pretty nervous, but I, I just felt comfortable. I felt confident, I felt like I should be in this place. I went out there without too many expectations other than go and do your stuff. And you know, I was lucky enough to get a few posies. Uh, someone keeps reminding me I've had the most possessions for any Port Power player in the past that's ever debuted with the most possessions, and end up getting best on ground in that first best game. On, best on ground, you going. Did I get best on ground? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So
0: it was crazy. Yeah, it just happened so quickly within yeah. 12 months, like I mentioned. And tell me about the coach. How did you get on with him? I know there was a there was an idea that you sort of had a camaraderie of that was. Good conversation with him and all that?
1: Well, Jack Cale was the coach in the first couple of years when I was at Port. I got on really well with Jack. I felt like I was a similar type of player to Jack. Jack played on the wing. He was a flamboyant type of player and I think he saw a bit of me or him in me. And there was times throughout my career where he really backed me, where I was a little bit down on form, but he, he still played me and then I'd come good. So I love Jack. Jack is definitely my favourite coach. And I got on really well with him. Uh, Choco, or Mark Williams, was the assistant coach in the first couple of years. And he was my personal coach where he just helped motivate me. He always used to tell me, oh, I was the one that picked you. You were one of the last on the list and, <laughs> and I picked you and you need to go harder and you need to do this and you need to do that. And I, um, I thrived on that. I thrived on that motivation that Choco was giving me on the side but also with the style of play that that Jack or his coaching style worked for me as well. And I had a really good year. I played every game in that first year and, you know, really fortunate to be there, but to play in the first game and then in every game. Yeah, I had some injuries later in my career. By the fourth year, yeah, and I started to get some hamstring injuries. I was a bit older. I was was nearly 25 when I played my very first game, so a mature age player i selected as one that can come in rather than picking all 18 year olds so i could play a role in those early years and that's what i did But so by the time uh, the third and fourth year came i started to get hamstring injuries and knee and ankle injuries so my time was up but i've got no regrets i played 55 games at the highest level and you know i'm proud of that yeah and look it is a,
0: it is to acknowledgement to you don because in one way you're always remembered for not only a name <coughs> but also you were there at that you know, inaugural time and you made a you made a difference to the game and people enjoyed watching you, I know. I've seen some of the highlights and uh, you were an interesting player. You used to be able to pick it up from the ground quite quickly and kick the ball a long way. I don't know how you know, but you're a strong <laughs> player. <laughs> some of the players today are, don't seem to be, um, I don't know, they don't seem to carry as much weight. I don't know whether it's weight that I'm talking about, but they seem to be more well, skinnier, but... Hey, run fast, but <laughs> it's a different type of game. the The man on man tackling and the and the way that the uh, a man looked in the nineties on the field, the, they look different now, a bit different. Do you know? You, you feel that in any way?
1: Oh, I think so. I think you're right. The game is transformed. Really, it's supposedly a much faster game. I must admit, I prefer the game back in the old days in the eighties and nineties, where you know you had these big, strong leading forwards, and they would kick a hundred goals and bring lots of fans to the ground and, you know, lots more competitive marking, end-to-end kicking, whereas coaches have found ways to, you know, avoid that style of game, where it seems it's heading towards a space where, you know, you've got a a team full of ruck rovers, you know, whereas back in the day you had, you know, key forwards in positions where if you fall forward, you probably wouldn't leave. The 50 metre line, or, you know, <laughs> that's where you were. That's where you're waiting yeah, for the ball to be so, delivered. <laughs> so you, you you sit in a square, you lead, and you take a mark or not, and oh, you know Rick try and kick stays, a few yeah. goals. Whereas right. now, the full forward, if you're still calling it that, can be back down the defensive 50, and then when they kick the ball to the forward line, there's no one there. So but
0: running a lot more, running running following the ball a lot more. Uh, the turnovers a lot more. There seems to be a lot more turnovers, and the skill play with uh, short kicking. The, the little 15-metre kicks and the, the quick handballs, quick hands. Uh, yeah, it's a different game. But now the game is turning to be a little bit frustrating because now we're trying to protect the player, which is, I suppose, what you need to do. But umpires seem to be um, zealous just of late. I hear your frustration sometimes. Are they a little bit out of order sometimes? I don't know. The, the way the rules are, it's interesting to work out, well, was that fair or
1: wasn't it fair to be asking the umpire what I did? (laughs) Yeah, look, there's, you know, the frustrating thing, I think, for everyone, and I'm a fan now, I'm a a supporter of Port Adelaide and and, uh, probably will be till day I die, but what's frustrating is the AFL bring a whole pile of new rules in and then many of those will have an interpretation and umpires are supposed to know what that interpretation is to be able to adjudicate Accordingly to these new rules and players and coaches are going to try and nut it out every year. There's five or six changes and people get frustrated. And probably the biggest cohort is the fans. You know, if the fans come to the game and they're confused and the umpires are trying to do their job, I don't blame the umpires at all. I think, you know, it's not their fault that they have to adjudicate rules that are, you know, contentious even. It's really trying to get a set of rules we don't have to change every year, and a game that is exciting to watch, and you know, there's lots of goals kicked, and you know, instead of changing half a dozen rules every year, you know, trying to settle on some some rules that work for everyone, uh, but particularly the fans. In the season that Port's had this year, it's been interesting to watch
0: a few of the games that we've watched together, especially early on. <laughs> you were a bit down and out about how Port were performing, and that, not that they were. A couple of those games were very close, only lost by a goal or two. But interesting how they've won five in a row and they, they've uh,
1: they've come back. Water back. Yeah. Oh, look, losing the first five, I think it was, oh. uh, was tough. Had some tough games in the early days, especially against Brisbane. Copped a lot of injuries uh, in that first game. And then lost a couple of close ones, including that one against uh, the Crows in a showdown. So the pressure built and they've done a really good job, I think, of getting themselves back into position to compete for a final spot. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting season to get off to a slow start Yeah, and, and, and try and Fascinating. Battle. Fascinating to watch. And I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, I, I don't know
0: why, I'm, I'm not really a Port supporter, but I actually started to feel a bit sorry for them. <laughs> and I shouldn't be like that because I'm, I'm, I'm Carlton and Sturt through and through. But to see Port come back, I'm actually happy. I feel I feel the part of me that's Adelaide is actually going for him and saying, come on, Port,
1: you can get into the finals. <laughs> I just don't want him to beat Carlton, OK? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Carlton beat us uh, early in the year, although uh, we did come back and just fell short. Yeah, to me, I just think we've got a good squad when we get a full fit team and we get some momentum. I think if we can make the finals, I think we will be dangerous. It's probably... Uh, difficult to see him making the top four and that's where you need to be to really have a tilt at the flag but who knows you never know the Bulldogs come from outside the top four and won a flag not too long ago so it's possible Tell me you also uh, went on and a little bit in the
0: football career you went and did some coaching or coaching for particular parts you went and, and went to Sturt for a while what made that decision happen did you, did you get approached or what happened?
1: So when I finished at Port I decided to coach and play in the country. So RSMU, Riverton Saddleworth, Maribor, again, enticed me out there and was lucky enough to coach there for four years and won two premierships uh, out of the four. So Not many people know that, that you went and coached
0: and you won two premierships out there, but Don Dickey did that.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, it was very enjoyable. <laughs> that must enjoyable. Have been very enjoyable. I, uh, Riverton, another club that I love and I shouldn't leave Saddleworth Meriboy out, but I really loved my time at RSMU as a continuation from the year before I played at Norwood, and then ended up coaching, uh, I was a junior development coach at the Eagles after that year, uh, four years with RSMU, and then Rick McGowan and Luke Norman, good friends of mine, enticed me over to Sturt, so I was assistant coach out at Sturt from two thousand and seven till two thousand and ten. Um, really difficult enjoyed it. Out difficult there. time for Sturt at that time. They were trying to find their feet all
0: through that period, or well, some of the period, wasn't it? It was not easy.
1: Yeah. Look, it was. I had a really good time there too. Really enjoyed working with Rick and Luke, who are close friends as well. I should say that my very first league game ever was with Sturt. So I did play four league games. Now, would astir- everyone hear that? Here's this Port Adelaide boy. First, first game for the Blues. I yeah. think he's got a bit of blue <laughs> in his heart. He went back there. It must mean something. <laughs> yeah, and and really enjoyed my time there. We ended up making a grand final against Centrals, who were a powerhouse back then. I think they won about nine out of eleven grand finals. So they were they were hard to beat and lost in a grand final in two thousand and nine. Oh, um, so it was good. All right. So that was a bit of a a bummer, but then I end up starting my own business up. So from 2011 onwards, I haven't been involved in any footy, which I do miss. But once you once you're away from the from the game for a while, it can be very difficult to go back. I, I was I've, I've
0: I've been watching that assistant coach you had while you were in Port Adelaide, and he went off and become the assistant coach down at Melbourne, and blow me down if they didn't win the premiership. I mean, he, he, he had an interesting journey of, of, of following the football career and then he went and um, got a premiership with Melbourne.
1: Yeah, well, he ended up taking over as head coach at Port in 99 after being the assistant for two years to Jack Cale. He won a premiership with Port in 2004, so it's our only premiership. That's so the he,
0: one where he said to <laughs> he yeah. said to Scott, and he? he said, you were wrong, Mr Scott. Yeah, Alan Scott,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, yeah, he was involved with Melbourne last year. I I was lucky enough to go to the grand final. It was a great game over in Perth. So it was really good to see Melbourne come from a long way back. Uh, For many years they, you know, really did struggle. I think the big turning point for Melbourne was when uh, Paul Roos took over as coach and, um, you know, really set a strong foundation Uh, for simon goodwin to come in and um, take over at the right time and simon's you know done a brilliant job of getting a premiership and you know there's a lot of loyal melbourne fans out there that uh, were waiting for that dave for a long time so good on them
0: yeah You were there to help celebrate with them. I, I know you sent me some photos, and I, I was a bit pissed off actually because you're, you're having a bloody good time over there. and I don't know how you managed to get there, but you bought some tickets. I think, what did you say? You bought 10 or something, and you were going to
1: sell them and you sold them? Yeah, <laughs> you, look. Did you make I guess some money along the way or something? Didn't, didn't make any money. Uh, didn't make any money, but uh, managed to get there. We were hopeful that Port would. Make it into the grand that's final, what it was. but they lost against the Bulldogs in the Prelim at home. That was uh, heartbreaking, unfortunately for Port fans. So, but I'd already committed and going and uh, end up going to watch uh, Melbourne play the Bulldogs. But it was a fantastic game. It was, uh, yeah, well, it was it was it, was it was such a good game because you
0: didn't know at halftime where it was going to go, and that's when you win a game of footy because you win a game of footy. And then in the third quarter, it was it was it was a real battle. Uh, okay the uh, the last quarter went what it is but the, the the whole game was exciting and sometimes in finals you don't want them to be one sided you want to
1: have you want to see a fight oh i thought it was brilliant a minute and a half to go in the third quarter melbourne were i think less than two goals up and they kicked four goals in the last just of minutes. bang 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 and that? then it was all over and mm-hmm. then they kicked uh, multiple goals at the start of the last but up until then it was anyone's game yeah it was just it was a great atmosphere Mm. Nearly as good as the 2004 Premiership, Paul. So <laughs> nearly as <is> good. <laughs> that's uh, that's one we can hold on to. Yes, for sure.
0: Uh, thank you, listeners. That was great listening from the great Donald. He was talking about football in the 80s and 90s. He was talking about football today, umpiring today, how difficult it would be to be an umpire, and sometimes to understand what the rules are. He also touched on his coaching career, very successful. He finished up at Sturt. He talked about. Mr Mark Williams and his career and really exciting to hear that he was happy to be over there at the grand final when Melbourne won after all those years. Uh, Thank you listeners. Very, very nice to hear from such a genuinely nice person as Donald. Uh, Looking forward to episode four. Cheers. That's another episode from Podcast with Paul. Special thanks, everyone. Remember to keep an eye out for our next exciting episode with more fun special guests. Find out more of what we're all about and look up The Laughter Project. Hey, everyone. Be happy.